0: Good evening, church. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. My name is Colin, the pulpit minister here at Central Church of Christ. this is Dan Spade.
1: He's one of our elders, and here at Central Church of Christ, it's our mission to be God's heart and hands in this community and beyond. If you'd like to learn more about what that means, I want to encourage you to head over to our website at www.churchvictoria.com. This is our Wednesday evening conversation through the law and the prophets, where we open up the Old Testament, we move through the narrative and the text, and we see how it impacts us today as the church and how it how that text connects to Jesus. Um, if you're listening listening to this on the Heart and Head's podcast. I want to thank you so much for joining us. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed to the channel and you have the bell turned on so you get notified every time we upload a video. And if you're watching this on Facebook, make sure to like and share. That really helps us out. And make sure to comment down below. Um, If this ministry has blessed you or you'd like to partner with us in this ministry, I want to encourage you to head over to that website. At the top of the page, we have a donate button that uh, will take you to PayPal and you can partner with us as we seek to teach and preach the gospel. Uh, We're going to pray and get into the lesson. Again, church, thank you so much for joining us.
0: All right, let's pray. Father, thank you for the opportunity we have once again to sit down and study from your word. We pray your blessings upon us as we as we uh, go through this text, we pray that you help us to, to share it in a way that people can understand. And we pray for our audience, Father, that they might listen with a, with a pure and clean heart, Father, and that you might help them to uh, to navigate through these things that we, that we talk about and then apply them to their lives. And Father, thank you for the opportunity. Bless us as we do this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. All right. We're in uh, number 17, and we're going to really briefly recap, right? So 16 was a... Was a huge rebellion. You know, yeah. we had this this huge this story again. The Israelites. Well, it didn't start off that way. Start off it,
0: with just start off with just a bunch of guys. But then the whole Israelite community got mad because because God killed those people.
1: Well, it's been and it's it, the the rebellion has been has been consuming mm-hmm. the entire camp, right? So it starts off, you know, it starts off with maybe just a few, you know, and then it, it grows until you know. A, a, but
0: look at some. Something I didn't see until just now. Okay. And we didn't do it last time. Sure. In verse forty-one to sixteen, he said, "The next day, the whole Israelite community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. You have killed the Lord's people." They said, "Wait a minute. Moses didn't kill anybody." Yeah. The ground opened up and swallowed them. Okay. How did Moses pull that off? You know, I, I'm just saying we we tend to we tend to focus on what we can see, what's tangible. And don't give credit to what's not tangible, what's, what's in the spirit realm. God's out there doing things. I said something yesterday when I preached. I said, you know, God can do things that we can't even begin to imagine as children. Absolutely. And I asked Paul and Delissa, I said, I said, do you do things sometimes? Because Paul had done the community thought and done it. And, and you, Hannah, I said, y'all do things sometimes those kids can't even believe y'all, y'all can do. Y'all can pull off. Yeah, absolutely. Well, God pulled this off and they're looking and said, Moses, you did it. No, Moses didn't do anything. He didn't do anything, you know. But because he stands before God, they blame him. They don't want to. They don't want to. They don't want to give credit to God because they do. What is that saying?
1: Well, and we have a we have a as humans, we have a propensity to to harden our hearts and to take what we want. I really want this thing. And at the end of the day, what this community really wants is to go back to Egypt. Yeah, they don't trust God. Yeah, and you know, we we that I throw that term around but the severity of that, right? James says, if any of you lacks of wisdom, ask of God in Uh James chapter one, but then he says, but then if you doubt, Right. And, and in our language, those terms, doubt, lack of trust, these concepts, there's, there's not really necessarily a negative. It's not a pejorative, right? Mm-hmm. It's not a pejorative to say, I don't really trust this person. You know, a lot of people would say, it's, you shouldn't just walk around trusting people. You should be skeptical, right? So the skeptic, the being a skeptic or being skeptical in our society is not necessarily a negative thing. I, I
0: understand that. And you're absolutely right. When the ground opens up and swallows 300 people, it's just time not to be skeptical anymore. Well,
1: it's, but it's not about it's, that's what, that's what I'm trying to say is it. Our language doesn't convey the severity of what they're doing. It's not like they're sitting there looking at God going, you know, God, I'm really not sure. I'm really struggling here. Right? Cause we would look at someone who struggles and say, well, they're really struggling in their trust. That's not what they're doing. They're not struggling in their faith. They're not struggling in their trust. They're looking at God and they're saying, you are trying to kill us. Mm-hmm. We want to go back to Egypt. That's, what's the term there? I don't even know. Like, I'm trying to think of a a word in the English language that would properly convey what they're doing. They're not to mention they're in covenant. So it's not even, it's not even, it's not, it's not faithlessness in the sense that we would think of it, right? We would think of someone as faithless. um, It's just not strong enough. It's a betrayal. There, there's a word they are betraying God. They're not just rebelling against mm-hmm. him because they're not sure. Mm-hmm. They are betraying God. They are
0: sure. Well, how do we how do we put that into 2023? You know, this, yeah, that's fine. That's what they did. Yeah. You know, thousands of years ago. What does that have anything to do with me? Well, you know, when we don't we don't we don't recognize the the if we just don't stop for a minute and recognize what really is around us. God tells us in Romans 1, you want to see me? Fine. I'm out there. Look at creation. And if if we rebel, once we look and we say, well, that's not possible, I don't believe it. I don't believe God is real, that God did this, because, well, there's got to be other explanations. Maybe it's climate change or whatever has caused this to happen. And when we're doing the same thing they did. You know, I... I think if you want an accurate one-to-one, because you're you're
1: absolutely right to ask, what does this look like in 2023? I don't think you can, you can't start with atheists. You can't start with those who reject covenant of God. You can't, you can't start with the lost and the dying. You can't start in the shadows. That's, that's where the majority of the world says, mm-hmm. Paul, Paul would say, right. In first Corinthians five, at the end of five, maybe beginning of six, he essentially says, um or maybe end of 6 I forget which chapter but he essentially says I don't I don't judge the world cuz the world stands condemned yeah so those people are already lost we're not talking about the pharaohs of the world we're talking about his people so if you want an accurate one to one this is the this is the the preacher who's who's been a preacher for for 20 years and has watched God work and knows God works and then walks away and says I don't care I really want to have this I really want to have this affair and I really want to be
0: happy and I'm going to just do what I or want or you look at the that the the average just the the normal christian that goes to church every sunday and that's all he does he well, just goes to church on sunday
1: well who knows that's that's the thing like it's like with the Pharisees right when we start talking about the unforgivable sin in Matthew right mm-hmm. when we talk about blasphemy of the spirit you know people are always worried about that and I'm like look this isn't something you do accidentally no. the Pharisees knew they yeah. knew this was the spirit of God and they rejected him anyway mm-hmm. and it's that's what we're seeing here. They know, like you pointed out, they've watched the earth open up. They've seen the pillars of fire and smoke. They've seen the miraculous events. They know. They've seen it and rebelled anyway. And they rebel anyway. And so... For 2023, what it would be, it would be the, the Christian who knows, mm-hmm. right? The Christian who, the, not the Christian who's struggling, not the Christian who's like, I really don't know. I want to please God, but I don't know how. Or, you know, I want to do the right thing. I want to trust God, but I, I'm just I'm, I'm, just overwhelmed against the enemy here. We're not talking about that Christian. We're talking about the Christian who knows, who has experienced God working, who's smart enough to to, to put all that together, and yet, turns his back on God anyway, because and what not talking, they we're not want is about more sin that someone commits. We're talking no, about turning. We're talking about complete and total rebellion. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about because that's what this is. This is complete and utter rebellion. This is betrayal. I know that God's going to do these good things, and I don't care. Yeah. And so, it'd be like, it'd be like the, the Christian and the church in a church split. Who goes? I know God wants me to love my brother, but I can't stand these fools. So I'm gonna take what I want anyway. There you go. Yeah. Because I want my way. Yeah. Oh, you don't like it here?
0: And then here, just go down the street. And then in chapter 17, he's gonna do another thing to try to get there. You know, you know, why does he keep doing that?
1: Well, and it's 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 so funny, right? Because you, I I I hope I have conveyed. I hope we have conveyed just how horrible this betrayal really is. Like, what's really going on here? These aren't people who are like, oh, I don't know, I'm not sure. No, 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 no. Now, are those people there? Yeah, I, I'm absolutely. sure there are some yeah. there. Okay, but the point of the story is that these are people who know. Well,
0: let, let me stop for a minute. I know they're there because in a church split and I was a part of one, I saw people who said, I hate your guts because you stand for this principle that I don't agree with. Then I saw the people on the periphery that didn't have a clue what was going on, and they're just getting blasted—not physically, but emotionally and psychologically. Getting blasted, they have a clue. They're looking around, saying, "What is happening to my family? What's happening to my body?" You know, and it's, a, it's that that core is saying, you know, and, and they're screaming. They've got their teeth like this, and, and they want to chew somebody's head off. And they and they start turning on each other, and 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 undercutting, people. man, I'm just, I mean, I saw people trying, trying to decimate other Christians. They're trying to, Yeah. you know, they, they were going out of their way because they didn't agree with a stance that that person took. So they're trying to, they're trying to decimate them and it's still going on today. There's still people today that feel like that in this town. Yeah. You know, and I'm going, God, man, guys, did you not read any of this? Do you not see what God did? And what he, how he felt about his people. You know, and that's not to say that,
1: you know, there aren't problems. I mean, we're talking about a split in the, in the past in, in the history of Central, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm nominally aware of some of this stuff. And I would say that it's not even... It's not even that there wasn't a, a concern or there wasn't a problem that needed to be addressed, but how we address it matters yeah. and how we deal with it matters. It's not to say, it's not to undermine the legitimacy of, of the problem. You know, again, I wasn't here. This was long, 30 years ago. Yeah, 30 years, you know, yeah. I wasn't here. So, but looking at it and understanding that, okay, there's an issue, we need to deal with it, but how do we deal with it? And that and that matters That matters a great deal. Yeah. when When you look yeah. at God who says, if you don't love your brother, if you don't love your brother and sister, you don't love me. Because yeah. if you don't love them who you have seen, you can't love someone yeah. whom you haven't. Yeah. So like you see that dynamic and you, okay, well, what, what are we supposed to do here? Well, certainly not put selfish or self-seeking behavior at the center of my <laughs> faith. And so, um, uh, absolutely what we have going on here in numbers is, is just this abject betrayal of God, Yeah. this abject rebellion, this, this, I, I, no, God, I do not believe that God has my best interest at heart. I have my best interest at heart, and I know what is good over him. And yeah. so we're gonna do yeah. what I want. Yeah. That's yeah. the type of spirit we're talking about. We're not talking about people who are struggling. Now, yeah. even though that is who we're talking about, and God is, we see God punishing them. Look at what else he does. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, what is God's focus? I want to save the world. Yeah. And I want to say, and that's starting with these people. I'm gonna save. This people, and through this people, right, I'm going to bring one who's going to ultimately conquer death and chaos and darkness and all of those things in in Jesus. Right. That's so the plan.
0: That's the plan. So that's where we're going, See, and that that's the gospel. It is, yeah, that's yeah, the it is absolutely the gospel. That's yeah. why in in, in Galatians it, t- it says that Abraham was preached the gospel first. Oh yeah, to Abraham. Oh yeah, because he was told this. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he didn't. He didn't know names. He didn't yeah. know events, but he knew. He knew the the plan, the the yeah. the salvation plan of God.
1: Yeah, and that's if if you're looking for that verse, it's Genesis twelve three, where he says, mm-hmm. "In all the nations of the world, be blessed through you." Yeah, God, right there, communicated to Abraham the good news, the gospel. I am not. And if and it, and the reader of Genesis right gets to see the fall of mankind and the decay, the abject rebellion that we're experiencing yeah. again, mm-hmm. right. That abject rebellion and, and fall of mankind and that lack of, of trust and, and, and adherence to God, we see all that and we're thinking to ourselves, man, God's just gonna, we're just gonna have to be destroyed. And God looks at Abraham and says, nope, I'm gonna save them all through you. Yeah. And so this is the continuation of that. And this is, again, what is God's spirit? You know, is God, right? Some people would say, ah, here we go. So if the Israelites are looking at God like he is a mean kid standing over an anthill with a magnifying glass. That is essentially what the rebels believe, right? And we see this in modern day. We see this. We see people accuse God of this.
0: Yeah. Former Christians I'm not and I can't follow a God that kills people all the time. Oh, he's just that, killing people, it's killing right people right everywhere. people everywhere.
1: So that's God in their mind. That's their perception. Mm-hmm. Those are the
0: people who are lost. And people and, who walk and, away. And problematically, they don't want to hear anything else. You know, you can't tell them that, that, well, you have a wrong perception of God. Well, and what I
1: hear all the time is I hear Christians all the time, uh, or former Christians all the time, tell me things like, well, I I, I could no longer believe in God. I can no longer follow God. I can no longer do these things. My my question is, why? Well, because there's evil pain and suffering in the world. And if there is a good God, he wouldn't allow evil pain and suffering. And I'm sitting there from the other end going, Thank God he allows it because his remedy, the, the remedy is to get rid of the cause of the evil pain and suffering. And that's us. Yeah. He's trying to save us, not destroy us. Yeah. So, you know, thank God he's patient with it. Thank God he allows it because otherwise we'd all be cooked. Yeah. And I, I want to be saved, not cooked. Yeah. This is him saving people. Look at 17. Let's get yeah, into okay. it. The Lord said to Moses, speak to the Israelites and get 12 staffs from them. This is right after that, yeah. right? 50 verse 50 and 16. Then Aaron returned to Moses at the entrance of the tent, of meeting for the plague had stopped. So this is right after this, yeah. right? The Lord said to Moses, speak to the Israelites and get the same Israelites that don't believe me, the same Israelites yeah. Yeah. that are against yeah. me and get 12 staffs from them. One from the leader of each of their ancestral tribes. Well, that's awkward. These are new leaders, probably right. But well,
0: yeah, because a lot of them are dead already. <laughs>
1: like, when you have to. I have to keep a. I wonder the the bookkeeping on that. Like, okay, uh, this tribe's leader is. Oh, <laughs> anyway, sorry. On the uh, so get one from the leader of each of their ancestral tribes. Write the name of each man on his staff. On the staff of Levi, write Aaron's name, for there must be one staff for the head of each ancestral tribe. Place them in the tent of meeting, in front of the ark of the covenant law, where I meet with you. You know it blows my mind that this is even necessary because again, like Moses, his face is shot. He's got a veil. You, know, He's got all these things, right? Yeah. He's the one meeting with God. But okay, here we are. We need more evidence. Place them in the tent of meeting in front of the Ark of the Covenant law where I meet with you. The staff belonging to the man I choose will sprout and I will rid myself of this constant grumbling against you by the Israelites. God's like, we're done. I'm done with this. This is, this is how they're going to know, right? Because all these other signs, it's almost like, it's, when I sit down and study with people, and we start going through the evidences for mm. Christianity, the evidences for Jesus' resurrection, the evidence for the gospel, the mm. evidence... When you, when you start really looking at, at the evidences, every single time I sit down with somebody and I do this, the person is always shocked. You mean there's evidence for this? You mean... It's like, yeah, the world... Mm -hmm. how the world views christianity which Uh is its its belief without evidence is nonsense that's not true at all there is a there is a vast amount oops sorry a vast amount of Uh evidence for all this stuff vast amount and whenever i sit down and we really start going through all this stuff and we look at all the evidence and Mm -hmm. and all these things right Mm -hmm. The people are shocked that there is more than enough evidence to reasonably conclude that Jesus lived, that he died, that he rose on the third day, that he is the Mm -hmm. son of God. Mm -hmm. The Bible is the word of God. People are always shocked by that. But that's who our God is. He provides evidence, right? In Romans 1, you already talked about it. Why why does the world stand condemned? Well, Romans 1 tells us. There is plenty of evidence. To reasonably conclude that th- that there is a intelligence, that there is a a mind behind our creation, things work, things happen, and things work, and it produces life. Mm-hmm. Re- more than enough evidence to reasonably conclude, you know. And we could we're not going to get into it here, but you know you could look up the fine tuning of the universe and how all of this stuff that they- they've discovered all of these intricacies that have to be just so for our life to arise on this planet. Well. You know, I mean, look, if, if you've ever played dice, you know, you can't, there's no way by chance you can control that. No. It's not an accident. And it's so, it, the, the, it's so obvious and it's so severe that modern day cosmologists have decided, well, there must be a multiverse. Mm-hmm. There must be an infinite number. Look at how, how insane this sounds. There has to be a, a, a machine. And this is a real scientific a uh, theory that cosmologists, people who come up with theories of, of the universe have, have come up with, all right? They said that there's a machine that's just spitting out universes. And it's spitting out so many universes that the chances of, of getting a universe like ours where it's all like this, it, 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 it's, it's obviously it's going to happen because it's just spitting out so many universes all the time. And you're like, okay, well, then who made the machine? Because these <laughs> things don't just happen you know are you kidding me so our universe is already infinitely complex and infinite and it's apparently infinitely complex in just the right way for us to have life so now you're telling me that there is an infinitely more complex machine spitting out universe after universe after you uni- okay well i i'm where i'm aware of the laws of thermodynamics where's all the energy coming from to do this are you out of your freaking minds? Yeah. But that's their explanation. It's, it's laughable. It's insane.
0: It's so much easier just to believe that God did it.
1: Well, and like, when you, when you say that God did it, that doesn't, that doesn't rule out us figuring out how he did it. No, you know, no. I love science. It's awesome. We get to figure out how our God put all this stuff together and how he did it. You know, people are always, Christians are always upset about evolution. And I'm like, look, if they proved evolution tomorrow, I would just believe in God more. Yeah. Because there's no way it's by chance, guys. Come on. Okay. So no. all that, but all that aside, no, I know for some people that's a, that's a big issue, but. Mm-hmm. My point is this God is always providing evidence. In Mm -hmm. Acts 17, Paul said Here's more evidence. Here's more evidence. He raised Jesus from the dead. Mm -hmm. And that is the evidence that this is true. So, this is what he's doing. He's providing more evidence for these people. These people basically are going, It's not enough evidence that you led us out of Egypt. It's not enough evidence that you made covenant with us. It's not enough evidence that you've you've been leading us in a pillar of fire and a pillar of small. It's not, the plagues are not, none of that is not enough evidence. And God, instead of going, I'm done, goes, okay,
0: here's more. Well, it gives us a great deal of hope in 2023. Because, because. Does uh, it ever. Because, you know, I mean, we're, we're, we're here depending on God to save us. Correct. And looking in the mirror and saying, You know, what, for what, what for, why would he do that? Why would he save that? But, you know, we know if he's, if he looks at these people and he saves them through all the, all the garbage they go, they do, you know, I have, I have a great deal of hope. This gives me a great deal of hope because I can look at it and say, you know, man, I've rebelled, but not like this and God saved them. Then he's going to save me too, because we're dealing with the same God. He has the power to do this. He has the power to do things. He's promised. You know, Luke chapter 12 says, Jesus said, I can add an hour to your life. That's a big deal. You know, here he said, I'm going to, I want you to put these 12 staffs in the tent of meeting. You put them in there, put a name on each one of them, and then watch what happens. Just watch what happens. Watch what I do. These are staffs. This is a wooden stick. Okay. You understand, guys? It's a wooden stick. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this is not this is not a, a tree branch that they broke off. This is a wooden stick that's probably seven foot long. It's probably about like that big around, and it and these these are weapons. This is not a, a piece of piece of kindling. This is weapon. Yeah. You know, they use it for for all kinds of things. And uh, and he says, "I want you, but so this thing has been has t- been taken from a tree a long time ago. They've shaved it, they've smoothed it, they've sharpened maybe one of the one of the ends. I mean, this is a this is a weapon." Yeah. And and look at what he said. Then Moses spoke to the Israelites in and, and verse in uh, verse 6. Their leaders gave them 12 staffs, one for the tribe, of each of their ancestral tribes, and Aaron's staff was among them. Moses placed the staff before the Lord in the tent of the law, of the covenant law. The next day, Moses entered the tent and saw that Aaron's staff, which represented the tribe of Levi, had not only sprouted, but had budded, blossomed, and produced almonds. <laughs> it's produced. It did just put, you know, I got a, I got a, I got a trunk, of a, I got a tree that, that in the front yard, that's an Arizona ash tree, and if you know anything about trees, they, you know, Arizona ashes, you know, they, they get, they, they grow pretty big, they don't last a long time. And, and they get, they're pretty, uh, it's pretty easy to hurt them. You know, you know, this one, this one, uh, has, uh, has got blowed up by a hurricane. And yeah. I mean, it just, I mean, it, it split it all up and, you know, poor thing. I just left it out there because I feel sorry for it. And, uh, and you know, one day Kevin comes home and he says, uh, he says, uh, had hey, you look outside? and I said, no. And he said, there's a tree in the middle of our driveway. I said, What? That tree had broken off and fell. So we're out, and I've got to go. I've got I've got a class to teach. And so, you know, we're out there with a the chainsaw cutting this tree so I can get out of the driveway. And uh, and the other day, I told Georgia because I left the stump about that high. It's about two foot high, three foot high, because it's still sprouting on the bottom. So I said, I'm going to leave it, see what happens to it. See if, it, if it'll come up. See if I can make it something out of it. And the other day, I drove by and I looked over at it. And right in the center of this stump is one twig. Sticking up about that tall, and I went over and looked in there, and it's and it's all rotted, now. and this one piece of Arizona stick, Arizona ash stick, is sticking up, and I said, "Wow, that's incredible! That stump is still alive, man. Even up top where it was rotted, I thought, here it is. Here, these sticks, and this one not only buds, blossoms, and produces almonds. All how long? Is that? I wanted, I'd like to go into and see into horticulture and see how long does it take for a for an almond tree to make almonds." Yeah. He does it in one day, one day, you know, and they, and they got to look at this and say, "Hmm, what did they tape them on? You know, <laughs> would they staple some limbs on or something. What if it was not even in this time, season of almonds? Well, and so what, what is the message
1: we're supposed to be taking away from here? God is a God of life. Absolutely. He wants life.
0: Yeah. This is what he does. He's not there to destroy them. No. But he's no. there. He, he get, why give them another? And this, I was looking a while ago while you were talking. I was trying to find something, you know, and sign after sign after sign. And you're going to see them, you know, you're going to see them, you almost make fun of him. Yeah. You know, I, I was particularly, when we'll get to it in a couple of chapters, where they get bit by snakes. And he tells them, make a bronze snake. And we're going to go to a text and it says, they named the staff. They start worshiping the stick. Yeah. They, you know, and I'm going, are you people, have you lost your mind? Well, and, it, and it's
1: the whole point is, uh, and I hope you guys are sick of seeing it, but it's the recurring <laughs> theme. It is the constant recurring theme throughout the law, mm-hmm. right? You know, Paul will say the law was a tutor meant to lead us to Christ. This was the whole point of the law. The law, you know, there are some Christians today that run around and say, well, we've got to keep the law perfectly for Jesus to come. Stop. Just stop. That's Paul tells you what the point of the law is. Listen to him. Yeah, He yeah. knows what he's talking about. The point of the law is not something that we need to try to... I mean, goodness gracious, he tells Ezekiel flat out, I put some things in that you wouldn't be able to do. Yeah. I did it intentionally. Yeah. The point of the law is to get us to, to lead us. It's a tutor meant to lead to us lead to us Jesus.
0: That's Galatians tells us that.
1: So what? how does it lead us to Jesus? Because it's supposed to teach us, look at what we do. Mm-hmm. Look at what we do. We spurn God. There's, there's another great word for it. <laughs> words yeah. You spurn God. You know he's there. And so church, he's talking to us here. Mm-hmm. You spurn God and you reap the chaos and the destruction and the death that the world is going to get. Those who've never turned to him. Those who've never looked at him, right? You're going to get the same chaos and death. But if you don't spurn God, if you grab onto him with everything you got and you actually try, we're not. So this is people who are struggling. Yeah. Brothers, if you're struggling,
0: it's okay. Something I said yesterday in, a, in one of the points was, is it God, it pleases God to give us the kingdom. It does, and I said, "What are you going to do with that?" I said, "You have to embrace it. You have to latch on and embrace it, and hold tight." Man, he is—he—he he loved me enough as a child to give me the kingdom. That's right, man. Yeah, you know, I'm going to embrace this. You know, that's what it looks like to be a disciple. And and here, he, you know, he tells him, he said that when we put these staffs in there, the one that buds, he said, "I'm going to rid this place of all this complaining and grumbling." Well, said, I'm going to rid it.
1: Yep. Th- think of the imagery too—a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. Yeah. Right? This is I mean, this is this is what God does.
0: Yeah. He sign after sign. I mean you 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 go outside and you see the wonderment. If you don't go outside pretty much ever I guess as I get older, I see stuff different than I used to. Sure. You know, when I was younger, I mean I went outside I'm, 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 like, a, I'm like a little like a little energized buddy, like this just going. Now you kind of take it sit around and you look and say, hmm, that's pretty cool, man. It's a pretty cool place. I thank him all the time I said, man, man, you've given us, man, this is pretty cool. Thank you for letting me be a part of this so I can just experience this. You know, the t- changing of the seasons, you know, I mean, in way that works and, you know, and all that, and, you know, and here he said, he, he'd made this staff so they would see, you know, he tells them in, in verse, in verse five, he said, the staff belonging to the man I choose will sprout and I will get rid of myself of this constant grumbling against you by the Israelites. He said, I'm going to, I'm going to fix this, Moses. So you don't have to worry about this constant grumbling. It ain't going to work. They're still going to do it. I mean, it's not going to get their attention. If a opening of the ground and swallowing people up doesn't get their attention.
1: Well, look and look at what it says. Look in verse 10. I know I know, some people have, who, who haven't read through this are already complaining. No, he didn't do it for their life. He did it because they're grumbling. Watch. Verse 10. The Lord said to Moses, put back Aaron's staff in front of the ark <laughs> of the covenant law. It be kept as a sign to the rebellious. This will put an end to their grumbling against me so that they will not die. Watch what happens, though. Moses did just as the Lord commanded him. Now what has he just said? Put this back, show it to him, do all that stuff so they will not die. Mm -hmm. Look at what they said. Verse 12, the Israelites said to Moses, we will die. We are lost. We are all lost. Anyone who even comes near the tabernacle of the Lord will die. Are we all going to die? It's like, it doesn't matter. God says it. God's like, like, I'm doing this so that you may live. And everyone goes, and they run around like chickens with their heads cut off. And, you know, the world does it, too.
0: You know, and and, the, wor- the world does it all the time. I've, I've preached this. I, I, I know other people have preached this, you know, from Deuteronomy chapter 30, I believe it is. He says, I'm going to give you, I think it's 2930 or somewhere in there. And he said, he said, I'm going to give you an option. Blessings mm-hmm. and curses, life and death. Mm-hmm. Here's your jo- here option. Okay. And, and then and he says, and then he says in one place, he says, now choose life. Choose life. Yeah, you know, he gives nope. him. Life. He said, "This nope. is how you get blessings and curses. <laughs> this is how you get life and death." Please choose life. Yeah, please do that. He yeah. said, "I'm going to put this so you won't die." Oh, we're going to die anyway. What's the difference? We're just
1: going yeah, to die. We're all going to die. We're all going to die. Yeah, you know, just a complete spurning of what he says.
0: Yeah, it's just it's rejection. It's amazing to to see this unfold, and I see it in the world. I see this, and I look at it and I'm saying, "Man, I hear this all the time." I mean, you don't have to hear it; you can see it. You see people the way they live.
1: You know, I, I thank God that we don't. We, i'm not gonna say that i've never seen it in the lord's church because i have mm-hmm. you know uh i mean the, again the one-to-one comparison here is the church it's not the world no it's the church as paul would say in 1 corinthians 10 right these are lessons this all happens so that we the church would learn right mm-hmm. so the one-to-one comparison is the church and i've seen this this type of mentality this rejection of what god has said. i've seen it crop up in a couple of people But I thank God every day that it's been very rare Mm -hmm. here at Central.
0: Oh, Um, yeah, it's really it's I I told I I told the group yesterday in class, I said, you know, we were talking about eldership and white and all that. And we talked about that before. And I said, you know, with the leadership we have here, the leadership that Cole has helped put in place here. I said, you know, it's really easy to shepherd here. Really is easier to shepherd. Because you don't have to, you don't have to micromanage every every stinking stick. Well, your, well, and it's know. it's and it's the 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 membership
1: at Central. You know, I I absolutely love to brag on his church because it's it's a very it's an awesome it's an awesome congregation. They're very I mean, generous, very loving. We it's, told it's them, awesome. we
0: told them, you know, that we're going to get cookies for the jail. Remember? Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, and as of last week, last Sunday, not this Sunday, last Sunday, we told them we don't know exactly how many. We figure it's going to be four to five hundred dozen. We're going to need. Yo, last week I counted on Monday morning. I was in here Monday morning, four hundred and four dozen been pledged. That's what's on the list. Wow. This morning, this morning you go over there and there's another seventy five or eighty dozen put down. So we got close to five hundred dozen. You know, we we had cards for I don't know how many people? How many kids did we have so far that we put cards out there? I think for. 18, 20, some. Those are gone. Those are gone. Those are gone. Yeah. Now we've got about six or seven more we're gonna put out there. Those are gonna be gone. Oh yeah. You know, and I and I and I said I, I I've told them you know when. I told them last night. In fact, I told them a story about you and, and, and they what, well, I don't want to do it really on air, but it's, uh, but, you know, uh, you having a need and we helping to, to take care of that need a while back when your cars were broke. Remember that?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and I was, I was going, that's so general. It's happened so often. I but, don't but, know. It's but you just... remember,
0: you remember that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the money was given to somebody else. They gave it back. Right. We don't need it. We'll give it back. Mm-hmm. And I held on to it. I said, hm. and I said, you know, because you cannot not worry, not be afraid and grab onto the kingdom without the body. You, you can't do it no. you have to have each other yeah. I said do you understand that we feed off each other and we help each other to do this yeah. you know these guys are rebelling because they're they're not they're not a cohesive unit the only thing they're cohesive in is their rebellion if they'd be cohesive in their love for God you know that's what you're saying about this place this place loves God oh yeah and you can and I've heard people tell me they come off the street they just come off the street say you can feel the love in this you can cut the love in this place with a knife you know it's thick in here. And that's not, from what I hear, that's not the way it is in other places. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it, this is a, this is an exceptional congregation. Uh, yeah. The Lord's
1: people here are, are very loving. They're very dedicated to the work. Doing ministry here is just, is just a joy. Yeah. And so it's, it's the exact opposite, opposite of, of what, this. Yeah. Because what, what this is, I mean, I'm looking at verse 13 at the end of chapter 17. Anyone who comes, or verse 12, right? We will die. Like, I, I look at, Verse ten, and in my Bible, they're like you know they're super right next to each other. So they will not die. That's what the Lord says. Do all this so they won't die. And they and they no, we're gonna die anyway. We're all gonna die. Yeah, we are lost. Yeah, and it's so sad.
0: Yeah, it's guys, so sad. you want to be a part of a church that loves each other, and you're in this community, and you run across us, man, we'd love to have you. We'd love to have you come. Look, we're not perfect. No, absolutely uh, I would not. make
1: that make that really clear. No. There's there's no such thing. Okay, mm-hmm. but that's not us. We are growing. We are you 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 know you're gonna find people who are broken hurt. This is a hospital, but it's yeah. awesome to see patients turn into doctors. It's awesome to see patients turn into nurses. It's awesome to see the love of Christ. Absolutely.
0: Out. Absolutely. Let's pray. Yeah. Father, thank you so much for the, uh, for the text that we've had. Father, that rebellion is, is a, is a part of, of, of all of this that you, that we've looked at. And I pray father, a prayer of Thanksgiving that here at central, it's not like that. Mm. You know, that, that love, love takes precedent. And the leadership and, and the and the membership, you know, they love each other. And I thank you for that, Father. I pray your blessings upon us that that will continue to happen, and we will continue to be a light and a shining light in a dark world here at this place. That we will reach out to all over the place with the light of of this of your Son and the and the wonderment of salvation. Thank you for the opportunities, Father. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for for all that you do for us. And Father, especially we thank you for the gift of salvation and it's in Jesus name we pray amen amen